This is Chris and Sandy with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who yes, do we, have? we do. We have Janelle Arthur, who was born and raised in East Tennessee in the small town of Oliver Springs. She was a top five American Idol finalist on season 12. She is releasing a song called Hand Me Downs that Dolly sang on, and we are so excited to have her on our show today. Yes. Welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. I'm so happy to be here, and I hope I was, was I muted while I was tuning up? Was I live? Was I my no, We heard it tuning. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I thought I muted it. Well, thank you <laughs> You just never know, right? Never know. You never know. I thought I was doing it right. <laughs> Good to you see know, you. Thank you for having me. You know, that's like we had a guest on. I won't say who because everybody knows who right. it is. But we had a guest on. And when the show was done at the very end, he was mm-hmm. leaving. And um, we were all, we talked after the show, but he was leaving the thing. Yeah. And he, he had a hot mic and he didn't know he it. He didn't know it. Okay. And he comes out and he tells his manager, oh, that was awesome. Yes, he goes like this. Yes, that was <laughs> and, and we're sitting there like, when we're sitting there like, um, at least that was good. Yeah. Was exactly. good oh, my goodness. Oh, that could have been bad. <laughs> it could have been bad. Thankfully, it was like <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know, in the entertainment world, it's been crazy this past year. Mm-hmm. So how has COVID affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy new maze we have? Well, um, COVID definitely, you know, stopped us from being able to perform live um, as much. So uh, in the fall, a friend, my friend Jordan Rayner, uh, we decided to just play on people's back porches. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, we were like, okay, we're about to go crazy. We need to do something. We want, we know other people have to be missing live music. So we wanted to bring it to them because we knew a lot of people weren't going to be traveling as much. So uh, we did that. That's, that's one thing that changed. And then, um, you know, I wasn't able to perform as much uh, just in general. So I was thankful that I got to be in the studio some. Oh, wow. and, uh, but it definitely affected us, especially money wise. I mean, it was just like impossible to really make money. We usually make money through live performances and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely taught artists to kind of put aside money now. Oh, yeah. Because you don't <laughs> know what'll happen. You don't know. <laughs> even, you know, even when the world's spending just, you know, the way that it always has. Uh, it's still hard to to make a living in this industry, um, in until until you're you know really yeah until you're a certain point right. Yes. You know, for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020, and so a couple months before COVID. <laughs> oh my goodness! And, and we were like, um, our original plan was to do 100 interviews our first year, and we thought if we could do that, yeah, the, it would be awesome. Interviews. And we thought, and we thought we were pushing it to even think like that, 101 year. Yeah. Then COVID happens, and I remember, and as I watched everything start shutting down, I told Sandy, you know, this could be our time to shine <laughs> because yeah. everybody else is gonna be free. Well, we're gonna take advantage of that because they're gonna need a place to talk and give it to them. So we need to step it up. And because of that, we end up with doing over 300 interviews last year. Amazing. How cool is that? And now we're at almost 400. 
Yes. Wow. That is so awesome. I'm so happy for y'all. And yeah, a lot of people, it's like, I, I feel like your business either, either suffered or it boomed. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's crazy that, that you're you're right about right. that you know there's yeah. so many people we know to where they lost everything mm -hmm. and then other people we know they they had the best year they ever had exactly yeah. exactly so you just <laughs> know and you got to be thankful for what you got and make the most of it and never take it for granted because we sure never thought live music would go away so that's true that's true yeah <laughs> so what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music well, um, I love just relaxing. I'm a, I'm, I'm an extroverted introvert or introverted <laughs> extrovert. I don't know which way it is, but I am definitely a homebody. I like to be just relaxing at the house. And, um, I, I love just watching a good TV show. Um, I'm on my phone quite a bit. I, I do a lot on my phone, but, um, I crochet. I've crocheted since I was about 11 years old. And um, yeah, so I, I do that occasionally. I'll kind of get on a kick and, and do that. Um, and then uh, sometimes I read, but I've been listening right now. I've been doing like audio books on tape, you know, and stuff. Yeah. Like that. yeah. That is awesome. Awesome. So um, what is something quirky about you that a lot of people don't know? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. There's probably a lot of quirky things. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I do. I, I like to do impersonations sometimes randomly. I'm not as polished as I used to be because people used to make me do them all the time. But um, I would do like impersonations of people and just to make people laugh. So, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, a lot of people would ask, um, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career for you? I mean, I think that it was so early on. I mean, probably four years old because that's oh, wow. when, because that's when I told my mom. That's when I kind of started singing on stage and stuff. And I told my mom that I wanted to sing on the Grand Ole Opry. So, <laughs> yeah. And so I, I had the concept of, hey, there are people that sing for a living, you know, and I don't know if I understood the for a living part, but I knew that that's what they did all the time. And that's what I wanted to do all the time. So I was probably about four years old. Wow. So speaking of the Opry, what was that like that first time? The first time I had just gotten off of American Idol. And so I was very, I was exhausted. Um, I still wasn't back to normal yet. <laughs> I was like a <laughs> Uh, but, you know, when you're on a show like American Idol, you're after every performance, you know, you're judged. Yeah. And, right. and so there was like this weird feeling that I had of being overwhelmed. Like, I can't do this. This is the biggest stage that I feel like I could perform on. You know, and, and, you know, over the years, your your mindset changes and stuff. And that but I, I just for some reason, I was like, I can't. I can't do this, you know, and um, then something just came over me and just was like, nope, you've been you've been preparing your whole life for this. <laughs> and so I went out there and got to got to sing uh, three of my favorite songs. And um, oh, wow. I had a lot of adrenaline when you're out there, especially for the first time. You have a lot of adrenaline. So like my voice was doing things that I wasn't telling it to do. <laughs> so. <laughs> extra licks and stuff like that. Cause I was just so revved. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it was so awesome to perform for a crowd that was that warm 
after mm-hmm. I did on a mm-hmm. show where I was being judged and they could say whatever they wanted to. to me. <laughs> this was a crowd that just wanted that just wanted to soak it in and soak it up and loved country music. So it was awesome. So what was your um, American Idol experience like? Tell us about what prompted you to go on Idol and what was that first audition like? The what my family's really that's they talked me into auditioning for American Idol and I had told them I mean I can't tell you how many people I looked dead in the eye and said I will never audition for American Idol mm-hmm. and um, and then I, I ate those words because I, I auditioned four times in three seasons. Oh wow! So, wow. The first time I auditioned, I went to New Orleans and I got in front of these producers. Uh, they, you have many rounds before you even get to the judges. Mm-hmm. So I went to, you know, in front of those people and I was, uh, told I was not what they were looking for. Well, um, I told myself, well, I don't need to get too discouraged because I really think that that was just the, their opinion. And if I can get in front of a different set of producers, maybe they would, you know, send me through. And mm. so back two weeks later in in Austin, Texas and made it all the way to Hollywood week. Then oh, wow. <laughs> I went back the next year, made it to top 60 and then the last year top five. So, wow. So, so that shows that you know, perseverance is the name of the game. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, for some people, they go and they audition their first time and they make it all the way and they sometimes win the show, you With know. Carrie Underwood. Yes. Yeah. And so, exactly. I mean, she didn't see that coming and there you go. She didn't have to go back year after year. She just, you know, it. I think it's really about what they're looking for at that moment. It's a TV yeah. show. And so. They want ratings. So the way I look at it. Yes. And they, it's a casting. It's, they're really casting, you know, they need yeah. a certain, you know, you need to fill that position. And um, so that you need to be that character for their show. So I think really my first two seasons, I mean, it, I felt like I was even more, um, I felt like I'd had some vocal problems the year I finally made it on the show. I felt <laughs> a lot stronger vocally. Other years <laughs> And so it was interesting. I think that the the first two years, maybe they had they just weren't looking for what what I was, or they already had filled the position oh, with wow. some girl. Because yeah, so you just never know. It was, but it was such a great experience, and it still opened up doors for me today. So, what was Hollywood like? Hollywood Week like? Oh my goodness. Well, I had the blessing of going through it three times. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was um, what the drama that they show on TV for Hollywood. <laughs> they that's not even the, that's the tip of the iceberg. I mean, oh, it, wow. oh, wow. it is so people are so just um, filled with nerves, mm-hmm. stress, mm-hmm. Uh, frustration, exhaustion. So. Yeah, it's it is definitely even more dramatic than they can show on TV. Really. <laughs> Do you yeah. think that gave you an advantage for when you made it through Hollywood Week because you've already been through it twice? Oh yeah, there was nothing. 
help. And, and that's what I thought. That's what's so funny. So the third year I was like, oh, I've already been through this. I know what to do. This ain't no big deal. I know to expect drama. I know to expect craziness. Um, and then they, that year they put me with a group that was very, they, they put us together. And I thought they are putting me with a group where we're not going to, we're not going to mesh. And oh, wow. this, this wow. is it. I'm doomed. I'm, you know, um, but it ended up being great. And they made us the last group and they said we were the best of the day. So. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'll take Cause, it. Cause, cause you know, that that's the sad part about the groups. Cause you notice that you could have a one person that really stands out but the group could bring them down. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's just, you never know. You have to look at it. I think a lot of people, they get cut sometimes on American Idol and they get discouraged mm -hmm. because they think mm -hmm. they, they think they weren't good enough or they think it was truly based on their performance. But if you've had enough time on camera in, mm -hmm. you know, in an audition with them and they know what you can do, um, you know, what taught me is, this fact is the fact that the first year auditioned, I got cut in Hollywood week and I had, I didn't know a single lyric. Oh, wow. I didn't know a single wow. lyric in my group, in my group uh, song. And I thought that's why I got cut because I didn't know a single lyric because I didn't, I didn't know the words. Well, that same year, Haley Reinhardt, she made it on the show. She made it to top three. She did the same exact song as I did at group on group day. She didn't know the words, you know, none of the songs, we're all sleep deprived, you know, <laughs> but that's when it hit me. You know what? Uh, they're looking for something. It wasn't uh, yeah. about performance. It was really just about what they're looking for. So you have to keep that in mind and not get down and, you know, just get depressed and think I'm not good enough and I'll never do anything. Um, so that's something to keep in mind if you're auditioning for reality TV shows. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey Joe. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, but um, as you know, tell us a few moments where you look back on your career so far. And we talked about Idol a little bit already. Uh, we talked about the Opry. We know that's a highlight. But tell us a few other highlights that when you look back and you're like, wow, I got to do that. Yeah. A few things come to mind. Um, so probably number one might be whenever I got to perform um, with Vince Gill on the Grand Ole Opry at like, the Ryan Auditorium. He asked me last minute to end, to close the show with him. And we wow. ended with When I Call Your Name. I had literally just had the flu and I was, I had been so sick and I got, I literally got better the day of the show. I felt wow. better mm. that day. Um, and he's one of my musical heroes, just like Dolly. And I had been listening to him since I was in diapers. So um, yeah. get to sing with him was incredible. And then I think about when I performed with the band Perry on American Idol, that was one of the most, one mm. of my, Probably my one of my mm -hmm. favorite performances I've ever been a part of. Oh wow! And then getting to do the movie that I did, I was cast as the lead role in a movie called Running for My Roots. So those three right. things just—I'm so grateful. <laughs> so tell us a fan experience that you've had. You know, I know you got probably a thousand of them, but oh, yeah. one that kind of stands out where a fan went above and beyond, and you're like, wow. 
Well, I was really moved one time on the American Idol tour because they would let, so we had meet and greets before the show and after the show. So it was just a whole day uh, of just a a lot of work, very like a lot of hard work, but so much fun. Um, So we had a meet and greet with people where they could just come in and it was like select people. They must have paid a certain amount to get to do this. And we, it was the VIP stuff. And, this we would all be sitting there together and people would come in and they would stand with us to get a picture. Mm-hmm. Well, typically people would come in and they'd say, you know, I want to stand next to, you know, if they if they had a favorite or someone that they really were rooting for, they would stand next to one of us, um, whoever their favorite was. Well, this man came in one time and he walks up and I quickly realize um, he was blind. And he said, I want to stand by Janelle. (laughs) And they they walked him over there and put him, you know, they got, they were guiding him over there to me and, and he was just standing there. And I just will never forget just thinking, wow, what that it was so moving to me and overwhelming that he was solely, you know, loving me and what I did on the show. Just purely for my voice. And it wasn't about, you know, how good of a performer I was. It wasn't how I looked. It was just all about that my voice moved him. And that that just that was one of the most touching, you know, things, uh, especially like during the American Idol experience, but probably like ever for me. So I love that. Now you've opened opened for a lot of major artists. Tell us about those moments and how do you get on that stage and try to convert their fans to become your fans. How does that process work for you? I think that you definitely think about their, you, you go through your set list. For me, every set list changes depending on what, not even if I'm not opening up for somebody, but if I am just, if I know the type of crowd that I'm playing for, Um, if I'm playing for an older crowd, I'll throw more classics in there. If I'm, you know, playing for a younger crowd, uh, my Mm -hmm. friend and I, like we had some songs worked up. We did like a nineties pop kind of, you know, section in, in the show that we did. So you just kind of play to the crowd and you, and you try to, um, be as versatile as you can. And in that way, um, hopefully whenever you're playing to that crowd, they'll respond to you and like what you do. And um, luckily the people I've opened for, uh, I'm pretty, I was, I've been kind of similar to in my sound and everything. So that kind of helps. Oh, wow. Now let's flip the script a little bit and go the other way. As you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie. And they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that get not just to get to their level, but even a career level within entertainment. And we always want to talk about it because I think a lot of people gloss over that. So t- let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about some of the sacrifices you've had to make and mental struggles that you've had to go through to get to where you are today. Well, I will say this. Um, it's hard, even if you haven't been on a reality TV show. But <laughs> when you're, when um, I'd say some of my struggles were, you know, getting off of a show like that. And then you are sleep deprived and you can't eat as much because you're so uh, 
you're so nervous all the time. So um, a lot of us, we struggled with our adrenal systems. Um, they kind of, you know, were depleted, honestly. Wow. Wow. Um, so it was like it became even like a physical struggle, not just, mm -hmm. you know, mentally. Yeah. Um, it it kind of messed with us in that way. Um, but, you know, just overall, in general, just being a singer songwriter, I wish that someone had told me, honey, it doesn't matter how good you are. Talent is expected. What you need. Is money. <laughs> <laughs> what you need is money. And um, so I wish someone had told me that because I might have tried to save up a little bit more. Um <laughs> It might not have been that much, but I would have I would have probably saved some more money. But um, yeah, it's it's all because I, I thought it was mostly about talent. I thought if you're good enough, then you'll make it. Um, but <laughs> it's just so much more than that. It, it talent is kind of like the expected thing. I'm sure Nashville taught you that, that yes. when you walk down Broadway. Yeah. And you just don't you. Talent is like, there are so many talented people. Talent is just the norm. It's really what gets you ahead is, you know, the who you know and how much money you can put behind mm -hmm. everything that you're doing. It takes so much more money than you realize just to get a, get, you know, a, a CD done or um, mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes you play a show and you have to pay your band. And sometimes that's, you know, a thousand dollars or more just to pay your band for one night. Yeah. And, wow. and people pay, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to make records or EPs. And um, it just costs, it takes a lot of money, but it's, it's definitely, you know, worth it in the end. If you can make it all work, a lot of people have done it. <laughs> <laughs> like I had, we had um, one of our friends on uh, last year and he was talking about this, where he says, a lot of people think I'm making all this money right now. He says, I'm not even showing a profit yet. Because yeah. <laughs> there's so much money that's got to be put in. So every dollar you make goes right back in. Mm -hmm. And so you're not even, and you still got to use some of your personal money to make it work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and, but at the same time, I mean, just like my parents, they sacrificed so much. I think my dad sold one of his cars one time wow. just my mom and I, so we could go to Texas for me to audition again for American Idol. For, oh, wow. so it, uh, oh, drive and, and stay in hotels and stuff like that. And so, you know, but they wouldn't trade it for anything. And I'm so grateful that they were willing to do that because I wouldn't be where I am without that sacrifice either. So. And that's great that you have that because not every artist has the backing of their parents. And I, and no. I wish parents would understand because, you know, I think a lot of times parents see your Blake Shelton's out there and then they see the person on the street that's trying to sing for money. But they don't realize in music there's so many levels and there are people that are making a full time living that you'll never see on stage. That's right. That's right. There is there is a place for, you know, every every level and they don't understand it. Hey, if you just will uh, put a little you know effort and support and money into something, eventually it usually does pay off. And yeah. I think people just they have no vision. They're small. They are small minded people and they don't know, hey, the big picture here there could be there could be something really good at the end yeah. of all this. And some people, they're not willing to to go through the, the hard stuff and put the money into it. Um, yeah. And that's why they call Nashville the 10 year city. Cause 
the people that make it normally they're 10 years and the other people leave before they make it to that point. That's right. That's right. <coughs> Lots so, of people get discouraged and that's easy to do. It's easy to get discouraged. Especially <laughs> when you have people that supposed to be friends and relatives because, you know, not everybody has the positive influence. A lot of them are like, well, you know, why won't you give up on that stupid dream? Just go get a regular job. Go do this. Go. So you have the world around them telling them, you know what? It, it's just too much. You're never going to make it. You're never going to amount to nothing. You're never going to do this. It's not going to work. And then they got this dream that they're trying to feed. And it's like, who do you, who do they listen to? And, and sometimes they got this great talent, but they listen to the wrong people. That's right. That's why your circle is very important. You got to keep positive people around you and you got to keep people that around you who believe in you, even whenever you've stopped believing in yourself. I mean, my manager, Stephanie Gasly, I, I definitely would have probably given up if she hadn't have uh, come uh -huh. into my life and encouraged me and, and uh, been willing to work whenever I was just saying, what am I doing? And she was <laughs> going to bat for me and sending out emails and reaching out to people. So, um, you know, I think that your circle definitely matters. And also it matters because even whenever you don't need people in your in your ear telling you anything negative because the industry's yeah. hard enough. Yeah. Because you're gonna get rejected from uh, you know, <laughs> from the people that you're having meetings with, and that's just normal. I mean, Elvis was told to keep driving a truck. I wow. mean uh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. And I mean, people like Garth Brooks, he was told just to keep his day job. You know, I mean, all and these Luke different Combs. things. Yeah. Remember Luke Combs oh, absolutely. a few years ago, I think I think he said something like, Thank you to the CEOs that told me these six songs would never work and all six went number one. Yes. I mean, and that's what it's really about is is exposure. If I think that a lot of great songs are finally getting some exposure and they can they can really do big things. It's mm -hmm. that there are gatekeepers sometimes that stop it from happening. <laughs> so, but he went that's out awesome. there and did it and he had fans. And that's one reason I guess why TikTok is taking off so much. Yeah. People are getting their music out there. And we understand what y'all go through because, you know, as a show, you know, we're chasing the same crazy dream that y'all are chasing just different platform, you know, because we want to be the Bobby Bones, the Ty Bentleys, the Kelly Clarkson show. We want to be that. So it's what? like, you know, we get the rejections just like y'all. So that's why I really love what we do here because we can um, empathize with what oh, y'all go through. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you're going to perform a song for us, aren't you? Yes, I sure can. So, so the floor is yours and tell us about yes, the song. Tell us about it. Okay. So this is a song that is about my grandmother's front porch swing. Oh, wow. Um, I grew up right down the hill from her house. I would run up to her house every day and play on the porch and swing on the swing, the front porch swing. And, um, I not only, you know, did I go out there and sing, but she would come out and sing with me too and teach me different songs. Oh, wow. And uh, so I, I'd make her sing harmony with me and then I'd sing harmony with her and stuff like that. And um, so I, I wrote this with Dana Jorgensen. He wanted to write a song and he had and he got to the course. It said front porch swing. And I was like, oh, this is my this is my story. Like, uh, uh, we oh, wow. um, so it's been one of my favorites of all time that I've had the you know pleasure of, of writing, of co-writing with somebody. And um, it's really about just the way that I saw the world at that time in my life. 
it was, I wish I could see through those same eyes again. It was wow. kind of before I saw the ugly in the world and huh. when I didn't have a care and um, just wishing I could go back to, to just that way. Uh, I say life can be beautiful, but how awesome would it be if it was really the way that it seemed? So it's called Front Porch awesome. Swing. Awesome. I still hear those old wind chimes, the smell of grandma's homemade pie, the family singing amazing grace. Back when grandpa had his health, and every day I'd hear that church bell, I still remember the day they took it down. When life made sense, and worry wasn't on my mind. Innocence was in the air and my heart was blind Sitting on the front porch swing I'd stay for hours if mom would let me Singing Jesus loves me this I know my safe place was home Now I'm years and miles away And some days I wish life could be Just the way it seemed that front porch sweet It ain't always like we plan Real life sets on in And you realize daddy ain't Superman Seasons only last so long And just like that love is gone And sadly you never see the world the same And when you're young You can't grow up fast enough Well now that I'm here Oh well I can't stop wishing That I was sitting on the front porch swing I'd stay for hours if mom would let me Singing Jesus loves me This I know my safe place was home now I'm years and miles away, and some days I wish life could be just the way it seemed from that front porch swing. Well, I know it's just some wood and some chains, but gold and silver could never even pay. No, I'd never trade Sitting on the front porch swing I'd stay for hours if mom would let me Singing Jesus loves me Oh, I know my safe place was home Now I'm years and miles away And some days I wish life could be Just the way it seemed Oh, Still the way from that front porch sweet and on the swing this is the song my grandmother would sing to me. Wow swing low sweet chariot 
coming for to carry me home. Sweet, low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me And it's so true, you know, is it, it is older true. you get back, you look, you look back and especially before social media days, you know, oh, it's like, yes. I know, I know it's crazy. I mean, I, I think like my mother even sent me a video the other day of my little cousin dancing to my new song and she was just out <laughs> in the yard and, you know, just dancing around. And I just thought those were the days she just doesn't even know how good she's got it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like sometimes I'm appreciative that social media media wasn't around when I was young because who knows why I got in trouble. <laughs> well, and me, I mean, I'm so glad because I mean I was so much more creative. Probably, you know, I feel like it's it's a blessing to kind of get bored sometimes because it forced me to write some songs and <laughs> play pretend. Yeah. I love that. Love so it. as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the teams behind the artists. And I, in our opinion, they don't get the love they no, deserve. They don't. So on our show, they do. So if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helped you be who you are. Well, I mean, I got to say, first off, I'm so thankful to God for, you know, giving yeah. me this. And I mean, he is the reason why I'm anywhere that I am. And, and no matter where that is, no matter how far it goes, I'm grateful to him. Um, and then, of course, my parents, they are my team as well, because they have without their sacrifice, I wouldn't I wouldn't know half of what I know. Wow. And they weren't musical wow. people. They weren't musical people, but they encouraged me and they uh, let me go through these doors that I would have never been able to go through otherwise. Um, and then, of course, I have my manager, Stephanie Gastly, and she is just incredible. I, I couldn't be you know, doing half of what I'm doing without her help and and encouragement and uh, her expertise and everything. So um, I'm so grateful for her. And there are so many more that I'm probably, you know, not thinking of. I know that Vanessa Davis has helped me so much. Eileen Roberts. Um, I just have so many wonderful people um, who Craig Campbell and uh, a lot of my songwriting friends, they they just believe in me. And that's kept me going, too. So the artist Craig Campbell or the PR Craig Campbell? The PR Craig Campbell. That's funny. And I think recently they just teamed up. It's pretty cool that they just teamed up too. That is cool. Right? They teamed up. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a thing on Facebook where um, Craig Campbell is now partnering with Craig Campbell. <laughs> Craig Campbell squared. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it, right? Gotta it's funny. It. Well, I learned that there was a Craig Campbell PR person. I remember I told Sandy back then. I said, like, you know, they should team up sometime. That yes, would be cool. Yes, he did. There he is. I need. To, I'll have to talk to him about that. Yeah, Craig and I we worked together some, and and I'm yeah I'm so grateful just for everybody, especially right now who's helped with hand me downs and getting helping us get all this stuff out there to the world and even sherry cranford i'm so thankful for her as yeah, well awesome. oh, she is yeah. awesome and craig we is awesome her. too oh yes they're both awesome yes i'm just and blessed we, 
because I have a lot of great, I have a lot of people that are helping me that have just good hearts. And that's really what it takes because, you know, you, you, you want to trust who you're working with and that matters a lot to so me. Important. Most mm -hmm. definitely. So speaking of teams, um, we have a third co-host, our nine-year-old. We do, yes. And Sandy's going to go get him. Okay, his name's Christopher. Yay! And, we, and we've got a two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too because we are a family of awesome. I love it. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, I can't imagine not. I mean, he's been in not every episode, but he's been in probably 95% of the episodes that we've done. That is awesome. He's got to be well-behaved then, I guess. To yep. be able and, to and, you know, and since we homeschool, we can do because we always do right around two or three yeah. o'clock in the afternoon on the show. So, you know, eventually we'll probably put him in private school in a few years and he might not be able to then participate then with us. Yeah. But, you know, but we'll have had all the fun. That's right. And he's ha he'll have that experience. That's so awesome. <laughs> hey, Christopher. Hi, hi, Janelle. So what's, doing good. So what's your favorite food? My favorite food, um, you know, I love ice cream. Mm. Love That's ice good. cream. Do you like ice cream? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> when you're allowed to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Why <laughs> yeah. is pizza? Pizza. Ooh, I love pizza too. Pizza and ice cream go good together, right? Do. Yeah, yeah don't good. make it an ice cream pizza. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not sure they'll go good together like that, but I'm like, hey. <laughs> put bacon and ice cream. Why can't they do, you know? True. Pizza? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's your favorite TV show? A favorite TV show. Mm, I like, hmm. My favorite TV show of all time is mm, probably The Golden Girls. Oh, wow. I'm sure you haven't watched that show. It's kind of, you know, for older people probably, but I love that wow. show. And believe it or not, I actually was, when I was 11 years old, that was my favorite show when I was only 11. <laughs> oh, wow. Only 11? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. All right. SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't watched SpongeBob as much, but I need to watch it now that, that you told yes. me about it. <laughs> and you know what's been pretty crazy is um he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon shows. Oh, and yeah. because because we bring on both artists and actors on our show, we've been able to bring a lot of Nickelodeon actors on our show that he's gotten to talk to. How awesome is that? Who was your favorite that you got to talk to? My favorite. Uh all of them. <laughs> all of them, yeah. All of the Nickelodeon stars. That's so cool. Yeah. I love Nickelodeon too in Disney. Uh, ah, wait, 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 I have Disney on right now. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie, probably Grease, um, because it has a lot of music in it. And <laughs> I, love, I love all the songs in it and um, just love just everything about the 50s, too, because I like <laughs> the, the clothes that they wore and stuff like that. Ooh. What's yours? My mine is Dominion movie. Dominion? Oh my goodness! You know, the, the, you know the, the Despicable Me ones. Yeah. Oh, I I need to see. You know what? I need to see that too. So I'm gonna watch SpongeBob and Minions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Yanks. Hi. <laughs> thank you, Christopher. Yeah, he loves that. We're, pre <laughs> we're preparing him for something. 
Yes, he that's loves right. Hey, that's, that's good. Meeting new people and learning how to have a conversation, you know, without uh, being scared of a new person. So that's awesome. Yes. The crazy thing is we visited Nashville for the very first time a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and talk about because we're planning on moving out there in about a year. Okay. And I'm the craziest sorry. thing, the first oh, night, yes. first night we were there, we were, there. Um, we're walking on by broad Broadway and we're about to cross the street waiting on the light. Yes. And from hockey talk central, one of the people came out and hand him a pull stick. I mean, a pull stick, uh, a, a drum drumstick stick, and, we were and, there and said the one music. of the band members wanted him to have it. So for some odd reason, they wanted him to have it. Yeah. We, I thought that was pretty cool. Aww, and we thought, and we, like, the funny oh, thing is, is so we cool. thought that was cool. Then, we get in front of Dirk. We get in front of um, Dirk Bentley Row, and yeah. we're listening to the band that was playing there. And he had the pull stick in his hand. I mean, not pull stick, but drum drumstick. Stick. I don't know why I keep saying. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like trying to put him as a pull and a drummer, right? There yeah. we go. Um, but he had the drumstick in his hand, and uh, a singer on there. Um, she seen it and come down and says, "How would you like to play us drums with us for one song?" They, oh, they put him on stage for him to use that drumstick while they play a song and they help him out and they oh, have however many and it was packed it there. was packed so they yeah, had the, the crowd cheering back. for him and all that oh, he he that. Like solar, didn't he that's yes so he did and he <laughs> wants it to happen again but <laughs> and, it, and it was funny after that every place we stopped to listen to music he'd hold it up yeah he'd stand there <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got a taste of being on the stage and I love it. Oh, it's all over now. It's all over. It's over. He wants yeah. to be a drummer now. Yeah, once you get a taste of it, it's like, okay, now I want to do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So if you could co write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh. This is probably a controversial um, thing to say, but I, I love Michael Jackson's music. Oh, wow. I love. Oh, he was good. He was. Yeah, right. I mean, he was so he was just so brilliant. I would love to just have been able to soak in his the process. You know, like yeah, yeah. he would really he heard everything in his head from the lyrics to the you know the beat. He would do a lot of beatboxing mm -hmm. and stuff. And I just would have I just would have loved to have been in the presence of that you know type of genius. And um, yeah, and then of course, I mean. Come on, who wouldn't want to write with Dolly Parton, one of the best writers <laughs> oh, that ever, ever walk the yeah. earth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she writes by herself now. I mean, that's what's insane. She writes by herself, so yeah, nobody can really yeah. co write with her. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini, and one of the questions we asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. I always like to tell this story. Before I tell, oh, wow. before I ask the guest that same one, because the answer she gave us when most people didn't know who she was is almost to the T of what she's living right yeah, now. Yeah, she had all planned. Nobody out. was going to stop her. And wow. she made it. That's so, amazing. knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Well, I definitely. I just, I, I do trust just God's plan. I, I want to be just wherever he wants me to be, but it would be amazing to just be able to be feeling recognition or whatever for, 
for a lot of the years of hard work and um, that people will be listening to my music all over the world and that it will be touching them and, and, and uh, really helping them in any way that my music can. And um, I would of course love to be traveling more uh, to do shows and no matter where it is, I just, I love to travel. And I hope that, you know, the, the music that I'm making is just better and better. And, and that I can just be as, as successful as I can possibly be without changing who I am and whoever God wants me to be. Awesome. I love that. So how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? Uh, I would say um, it's, well, it's the country, obviously. Um, but I definitely, I tried to, um, I'm, I've been so influenced by so many different genres um, that my music is kind of like just a current version of, you know, probably some 90s country, some classic country combined. And um, and then occasionally you might get some blues, like some, you know, soul stuff in there. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So definitely rootsy, rootsy country. And yeah. yeah. Love it. Term. There you go. <laughs> And music has been a very healing force in my life and to a lot of people. Tell us about a time when music was healing in your life. Um, I would say hmm, it's always been healing for me. I, I remember being uh, in a show called Country Tonight Theater. Uh, it, it, was the, it was a show at Country Tonight Theater. And uh just being able to sing every day as a teenager and going mm -hmm. through all of those teenager emotions and just everything. Um, I really think it, it helped me. It was my outlet, you know, it was my outlet. Yeah. I got to sing and I just, I took out all of my frustrations or my passions while I was on stage. I just left it all out there. And I was so grateful to have had that opportunity. Unity, wow. because not everybody gets to sing every single right. day, tens yeah. out of the year. Um, and so I was, I think that was, I, I've, I've thought before, I, there were so many things, I don't know if I would have dealt with them as, as well as I did if I hadn't have had that outlet. And um, yeah, so. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, you know, as we come to an end here, um, what would you like your legacy to be? What do you want to ultimately be want to be known for? I would like to be known um, for being hopefully a good example, um, especially to young girls. Um, I, I, I would love for people or like younger girls that um, maybe don't relate as much to someone who's out there, you know, wearing risque clothing and different things or singing so like songs with ex explicit uh, lyrics. If they're looking for someone to relate to, I hope that they can find me and that they can maybe feel understood and yeah. feel right. like they can still make it and be successful in a crazy world without sacrificing their beliefs and their morals and their values. And that's what I hope that, you know, comes from whatever I'm doing. I, I hope that I can be successful in, um, in, in just being, being an example of that. 
Oh, that's that. awesome. So let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they have something special. As Simon <laughs> Cowell would say, they have that it factor. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've, but they've played only about 40 or 50 shows and are still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten on stage and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them. and They know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them in the next couple of years? Um, I'd probably say, you know, work hard and do whatever and, and, and do whatever you can, but don't do whatever it takes. Because when you do, when you say, because so many people, I feel like they say, I'm going to do whatever it takes. If you do whatever it takes, I think a lot of those people are miserable. I really do. Because. <laughs> They end up sometimes, you know, stepping on people who help them get to where they are. Um, you lose a lot of good friends. And I would just say, you know, do your best and work hard. But um, I say I, I won't do exactly I won't do whatever it takes, because sometimes that means right. you're going to change in that yeah. process. Sometimes not for the best, for the better. But um, and I also would say just learn as much as you can about the ins and outs of the industry. Uh, I'm. I, there are so many things I'm just now learning and I've been in Nashville for 11 years. And so um, I think I would say, you know, learn about what the amount of money that it takes to put into this and um, just network and get good people around you. That's what I say. I love that. Love that. So as we end here, what's next for you? Well, I'm hoping to uh, be doing a lot more shows here coming up and uh, releasing some more music at some point. Don't know exactly when, um, but I am really looking forward to to just continuing to, you know, build on hand me downs and hoping that it will uh, really touch people's hearts. And um, it's interesting. The heartbeat that you'll hear throughout the song is actually the sounds of my mother's heartbeat. So oh, wow. we recorded that. Yeah. Awesome. And so if you can, you know, maybe you'll think about that while you're listening to it. But um, yeah, so I'm just going to be hopefully releasing more music and uh, just doing lots of shows and trying to stay busy. It's a good thing. <laughs> yes, Love it that. is. So tell everybody how they can reach out to you, get your stuff and everything. I'm on all social media uh, platforms. I'm on Instagram. Um, TikTok, Twitter, uh, you know, Facebook and <laughs> my, my, my website, we're kind of, that's a kind of under construction right now. So I'd say just look, look me up on those social media websites. And I'm, I do like to get back to people and message people. I don't ignore people who want to, you know, touch base with me, whether that's about a show or if it's just to say hi and introduce yourself. So definitely reach out to me. I love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today and we look forward Thank to having you back down the road. Thank you. Me too. I appreciate y'all so much. And bye, Christopher. Oh, <laughs> we'll let him we'll know. Let him know. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time today. Thank, Thank you.